This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Lanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. Andy, it is a pleasure to have you here. How are you doing? Hey, it's great to be on the show. I'm honored to be here on the War Room Roundtable. I mean, fantastic. Thanks, guys. <laughs> right on, man. Way to bring the energy. Uh, we like to kick things off by asking, do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs or something of that nature? Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, yeah, my my father was a was an entrepreneur. He was a salesperson, of course. And, you know, I didn't really think about the entrepreneurial journey growing up. I mean, I love sports. I really didn't do very well in school. And and I thought I was going to be, you know, a, a professional football player and then ultimately a coach in the NFL. And I got that entrepreneurial bug, you know, back in college. And one thing led to another. I always had small businesses and here I am today. So yeah, I, I came from a family of salespeople and entrepreneurs. Uh, and I just learned so much from watching them how to relate how to get along with people, how to open up a conversation and, and really make great friends of not only you know, their clients, but, but everyone who they, who they met throughout the day. So it was just fun to watch so many talented people in my family. And, and I'm trying to you know, uphold the candle, but uh, sometimes I will say to myself, maybe I could do, be doing a lot better. I see. And at what point in watching all this, in your own development, personally, professionally, did you start to gear towards where you are today? Yeah, that's really a great question. I mean, I knew even at my first paper route, you know, back when I was 12, 13 years old, that I I liked doing something where I made money, of course, but tried to do the best I possibly could. I mean, in my paper route, I mean, if I didn't get that paper at the front door in exactly the right location, I mean, I wasn't happy. So, so I always knew that I liked performing. I always knew that I liked making money, but I also knew that what goes along with that is you have to be the best you can possibly be at all times as an entrepreneur and as a businessman. So it started early. I see. Okay. And was there any explicit moment that you realized, look, I, I want to go into what is now today.com magazine and all that. Do you remember how the, maybe there's like a thread that you can, have you reflected on that? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. You know, one thing that I've learned along my journey is it's always great to put other people in front of yourself. In other words, if you always take the world from a very egotistical standpoint, you don't get anywhere in the world. So the dot-com magazine journey for me really has been learning throughout the years that it's better to pe put people before you. In other words, at dot-com magazine, I interview so many entrepreneurs and founders and CEOs. I'm interested in them. I'm interested in their business and their progress and their methodology. And I'm interested in learning from them. And it really has been the culmination of my journey and learning that 
you put your ego aside at the door when you're doing something like .com and you focus on your clients and that's always a big win-win. Yeah. Did, did you, I mean, if we put together the fact that you grew up in a sort of sales like family, right? Everybody was always having conversations. It was always animated, <clears throat> I imagine. Uh, do, do you attribute any of your being part of .com Magazine and doing what you do now, maybe potentially to that? Yeah, you know, it's it's a great question. I haven't reflected upon that in the way in which you just asked the question, but now that I'm thinking about it, you know, I think things lead to other things in life. And I think an entrepreneurial journey is something that's very fascinating because entrepreneurs, we take risks. And sometimes those risks come through. Sometimes you have to sort of get up off your knees and dust yourself off a little bit and, you know, try something again. So I think Dotcom Magazine has been a culmination of not only a lot of wins that I've had in my life, but also a lot of things where maybe they did not turn out the way I wanted them to turn out. I got up off my, off my behind. I, you know, shake myself off. I brushed off my knees and my, and my butt and kept on moving forward. So this is uh, something that has culminated from a lot of wins and a lot of losses. I see. So you're saying it wasn't it wasn't your first choice to be doing .com. You ended up here. <laughs> yeah, I ended up here. You know, it's very interesting. Uh, throughout the years, I've I've been very very fortunate to have some very great companies, and and one thing that I learned is that the people that did all the talking were really the people that were doing all the losing. The people that were doing all the listening really ultimately become the winners. And this is just a great opportunity for me at Dotcom Magazine to listen. And like what you do, Jason, at the war room, uh, uh, pardon me, Philip, at the war room with Jason, you listen and you get to learn. And it's just a great way to go. And it's a great way to expand one's horizons and also educate oneself on how to get better. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. And it, since we brought him into the conversation, I think it's a perfect opportunity now to <laughs> shift over to Jason and see what he's doing. Yeah. You know, there's so much me, me, me going on in the world, right? Or, you know, we, we, we. I mean, you go to a website and it's all, we can do this. We can do that. We do this. We do that, right? Well, nobody cares, right? And it's really about, it's about people. And I say it all the time, it's about relationships, right? And, you know, when I first met you, I knew I was going to get along with you really well because I knew you're a relationship guy. Because a lot of the times I make get these introductions with people, right? And, and I have to like really pick and choose what things I'm going to get involved in, right? But, but your approach was so much different in the way you help people. And those are the kind of things I can get on board with, with people that, because it's all about the people and it's about nothing else. The rest of the stuff will take care of itself. Right. And I really love that your, your focus is that, and we need a lot more of that in today's business world. Um, to where people just stop putting the, the the monetary part aside, the instant gratification part aside, and just drop value, and then everything else will line up the way it's supposed to. And I mean, it's kind of sales one on one, actually. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so funny, Jason, you know, that you mentioned that. And Philip, I mean, both of you do such a great job, but. 
Isn't it interesting? You mentioned, you know, sales 101, that mm. if you're just good at sales 101, compared to everybody else out there in today's world, you really are head and shoulders above them because people don't even understand the basics of what it means to really put your clients forward and really really take care of them, which is what you do here. I mean, you always have great guests on at the at the war room. And, you know, Jason, in your business, you always put the client first. And it's so funny that in today's world, all you have to do is just be good at that. And that really makes you great compared to the other people that don't even get it, right? It's kind of like be authentic. Isn't that a basic human skill? <laughs> exactly. Why do yeah. we have to learn how to be authentic? Holy crap. That's crazy. That's that's because people are filling themselves with so much BS. They forgot the stuff they filled themselves with yesterday. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is this is a this is a huge huge topic and I think a recurring theme on the show is the idea of no business is an island, you know, and anyone who purports that self-made right that term if you're in business you belong to the marketplace you know uh, and and the marketplace votes you up or votes you down in direct proportion to your ability to create and contribute and add value so i love that this is a topic of discussion and where this conversation is going and so now uh, if we could just take a second to sort of break down a little bit about dot-com magazine for yourself and like where you see it going as, as the world starts to shift towards remote work and, you know, the, there's just an entire macro change in the environment of business these days. I'm curious to see in your own conversations with entrepreneurs, if there's anything you may be able to share with us uh, in our community here at SAB. Yeah, Philip, it's, it's very interesting because Everybody needs the right kind of exposure. And a lot of people have great stories, but they can't get the story told. So my goal is to tell great stories for my clients and let them tell their story and put them in the position to get the type of exposure that they deserve. And when we look at the future of media, we look at the future of dot-com magazine, it's going to continue to evolve. But I get asked this all the time. What's the future of dot-com magazine? And I hate to be naive, but in my entrepreneurial journey, I find that if I focus on the today more than I focus on the future, things work out very well. So I'm focusing on today. I'm focusing on my clients. And if I can just give my clients the best exposure that they possibly can have, I know the future takes care of itself. So the future of dot-com magazine, I think, is going to be bright. But the only reason why it's going to be bright is because I'm focusing in today on every single individual client that I have on the show. And that's really, I think, the main key about business that a lot of people forget. A lot of entrepreneurs I speak with, it's all about down the road. It's all about five years from now, 10 years from now. But when I speak to them, Philip, they're not saying anything about their clients today. And I say to myself, if they're not focusing on their clients today and they're so worried about what's happening five, 10 years down the road, they're never going to get there. 
because there is not going to be a five or 10 years down the road because they're not focusing in on what they need to do today to make their clients 100% happy with their offering. Hmm. That reminds me of an old uh, Korean saying, uh, it's always darkest at the bottom of the lamp. And, uh, you know, that there's also where all the dust collects. You're right. A lot of people do ignore the present moment quite often, especially in business. Uh, I don't have to point too far. <laughs> you know, I could I could tell you right now, I'm often more focused on what's happening. Oh, what is it going to be like in the next month or this? It's like, oh, you only have today. I, I, I can really appreciate and get behind that sentiment. Uh, Jason, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's like business plans. I can't stand them. I think it's a joke, right? (laughs) I've never succumbed to a business plan ever in my life. Um, And, well, I can't say that. I guess I have. But now they have automation tools that'll do it in five minutes versus four days. But, But, you know, if you can't even win something today, then stop worrying about trying to win stuff next week or the week after that or the week. Do you got a plan? Of course. I mean, obviously you do. It's, that's just a, that's just a thing you have to do, but, but the, the beauty behind it, like Andy said, is if you can't make your, your clients or your customers happy today, well, you don't have a business tomorrow. So, (laughs) So why even bother? So just make sure that no matter what you do, you deal with what's right here first in front of your face, right? And and knock that out of it, right? Because your clients will then they'll they'll help you handle the rest of the two or three years ahead because they'll refer to you. They'll you know because you did them great work. And, and it's something we're lacking nowadays. There is no doubt about that. When, you know, that customer journey, a lot of businesses aren't getting it right. Because I'm a consumer, just like everybody else, right? I buy things. I love it when people say, I, I don't like to be sold. Well, you like to buy. It's the same damn thing. So, right? <laughs> so, so but, but I go through those customer journeys myself every day. And I'll tell you what. I would say 50 to 60% of them are very lacking in that. And those are your flyby nights. They're going to be gone in two years, right? Because they, it's either that or they, sh- what's the term? Uh, shape up or ship out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and uh, I absolutely agree with you 100%, Andy, that you know, today is what matters. And it's not just in business. It's with your family. It's with friends. Be in it today in the moment. Because who knows, you might get in your car and get hit by a freaking train later today. So enjoy it while it's here. So this is a perfect opportunity, Andy. Uh, behind you, I see that nothing is impossible, right? Now, that is a specific choice. I'd love to know more about why that is something that you want to broadcast to the world. Yeah, I love it. And, and thank you so much for asking that question, Philip, because, you know, as Jason, Jason was saying, you know, we have, we have one shot at the title and we see so many people and so many companies that focus in on the wrong thing. They're not focusing in on what value they're bringing to their customer and why their customer will want to buy from them time and time again and tell the world about the offering. So 
nothing is impossible sort of is, is an offshoot of something that my wife and I, Kristen, like to say quite often, which is why not? Why not? In other words, when somebody comes to you with a proposal or somebody has something for you to do or somebody that has in business an idea, you should say yes before no. In other words, why not? You can always say no as you fully go through the process of the decision-making process. But in life, it's better to say yes before no, especially in business. That's what I believe. It's better to say why not if somebody comes to you with an idea. And then you can fully develop the strategy to determine whether it's a yes or a no by the time you get done fully developing the strategy. But oftentimes in life and in business, people say no. It's the first thing they say. They're can't do people. See, we love people that are can-do people. We love people that raise their children to be can-do people instead of can't-do people. And nothing is impossible basically means that if you come at life and come at your business with this yes before no attitude and this why not attitude, and then surround yourself with talented people like you know Jason does with you know the strategic advisor board who really care about you. Nothing really is impossible when it comes to business or your life. Now, of course, I'm not going to be a 365-pound nose guard in the NFL. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> but in business, typically, when somebody comes to you with an idea, say yes before no, say why not, fully take a look at it before you make your final decision. If it's a no, it's a no. But still, nothing is impossible even to say no to an idea that doesn't work for you. You know, I can see I can see what you're talking about, because if there's a creative energy, a creative force that's emerging through the symbol or vessel of one of your team members, potentially somebody who's trying to pitch you, um, there's often a creative energy behind that, right? There's something that wants to create, that wants to bring forth. And if your first reaction to most of that energy everywhere you go in your operations is no, well, you've sucked the juice dry, for lack of a better uh, phrase there, of your business, the sauce, the stuff. And I, I can get behind the idea of, you know, just open yourself up to the creative process. Uh, personally, one of the things I found that I've, been doing a lot and didn't even realize uh, during this whole change from the pandemic. It happened somewhere around when that all started and remote work became more of a thing and people were staying indoors more because of all that. I found that without even noticing, I personally had also developed antisocial tendencies. Sure, I did my work and what have you, but in my life, I became antisocial and didn't even realize it. Doesn't mean I was rude. It just meant I wasn't around people anymore as often as I was. And I and in business, you cannot afford that. And I have identified that to be a problem I myself have been facing lately for a number of reasons. Uh, and I just think it goes along that same thread. There's something to that. You got to be a part of the stuff. Uh, that that's, that's really what we're getting at here. Uh, I think it's a perfect opportunity to ask you, if you could grab someone by the ear and just tell them, look, this is really what I believe. This is the advice I have to give. Andy, what would you say to them? That's a great question. I think the answer is best described as just a short story. 
when I speak with people and I say to people, how are you doing? Especially entrepreneurs that I speak with all day long. Sometimes I hear hanging in, hanging in there. How are you doing? Oh, I'm hanging in there. I guess to answer your question, that story really resonates for me and hopefully it will resonate for your audience because frankly, I'm not really interested in doing business with someone that's just hanging in there. It doesn't <laughs> turn me on. I, I want to do business with someone that's rocking it, that's doing fantastic, that even if they are just hanging in there, I don't want to hear about it. I want to hear that they're doing fantastic. And someone said to me, Jake, you know, what if I'm not doing fantastic? Should I still say fantastic? And my, my answer is yes. You're fantastic all the time. They don't know if you're fantastically bad or fantastically great, but you definitely are fantastic. <laughs> but I don't particularly love the entrepreneur that's just hanging in there. It's not someone I want to do business with, really, and someone that I really don't want to interact with unless, of course, they reach out and they say, hey, Jake, I'm just hanging in there. Can you help? And then, of course, I'm always available to help in any way that I can. So I think that parable, that sort of story might answer your question the best that I can, Philip. Yeah, no, I... It's, it, it speaks exactly to what I was just talking about earlier. Antisocial can be as much as you not asking for help when you really need it. That, that, that's like, it's, it's crazy. It's so subtle, but it's so accurate for so, especially younger, less experienced people. And I, cause Jason is a beast when it comes to like, I've seen him move and shake, man. He knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, you know, and, and, and that's what you got to do. Like we talked about from the beginning of this as the recurring theme, you're not an island. Yeah. And Jason, of course, has has the, you know, has the secret sauce and what he does because he's genuine. And one thing that that's very interesting that you mentioned, Philip, is, you know, through what's happened over the past couple of years, a lot of people are thinking about their social aspect of life. And, you know, humans are social beings and these Zoom calls and these these video calls are fantastic. They've really opened up the world in so many ways, especially at dot-com magazine, of course, and with your, you know, war room, you know, round table. Uh, but we need interaction. We're social beings. We need to see people and observe them. And what we don't get on these video casts is really body language. We don't get to see what's going on below the shoulders, you know, and <laughs> a lot of communication is done through body language. So I hear what you're saying, Philip. I mean, everybody's feeling a little unsure of themselves, you know, about this social aspect of, you know, where they're coming from and where they're going. But what I can say for sure is get out there, get in the mix, you know, get in the world, you know, Get some FaceTime on some people if you're ready and, and get back to being a social being because it's only going to do great things for you. Yeah, man. Yes. It's interesting if I could say something because, I mean, I, I've not always been the way I am now because of while we were talking, we were on uh, uh, just on a radio show, me and Philip a little bit ago, uh, and we were talking about the evolution of humans, right? And we all have to evolve, right? And I used to, I don't know, it wasn't really introverted. I wouldn't say I've ever been an introvert, 
but things happened in my military career that kind of caused me to clam up sometimes and so on and so forth. So I forced myself to become a relationship builder. I forced myself to do that. And that broke me out of the shell, completely broke me out of the shell. And even if I don't want to do it, I forced myself to do it. And I'm never just hanging in there either. <laughs> no matter what, no matter how I feel that day, because we all have bad days to say otherwise is ludicrous, right? <laughs> but but it's, it's all about, it's like I tell my son every day. When he gets up and he's grumpy or something, I was like, well, hey, dude, it's your day. You control it, right? So it can either be miserable or you can snap out of it and get, get to rolling with your day, having fun. So yes. that's how I approach life. So Yes. It's a, that state of mind, right? I mean, mm -hmm. Not necessarily mindset, but state of mind, right? Yeah. To yeah. quote platoon, free your mind. Your ass will follow. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, I, I think I think this is a great opportunity to be able to get. Speaking of community socializing, being out there, uh, we do have somebody that has made this episode possible, and I hope you guys don't mind. I'll bring them in. Just I want to mention Pro Shark and Joel Phillips. Uh, essentially, they believe that when it comes to business, you're never done growing, and I think all of us can agree with that here. And whether you're starting out or actually further in and you're pretty established, at the end of the day, you're always going to be looking at your tech stack, right? Uh, to start off, what am I looking at? How am I going to get it started from website to tools to uh, security for all your stuff? Uh, and it goes even further with established people, especially doubly so, especially if you're in e-commerce, you need that security because you take a lot of payment information in and it needs to be developed properly. Well, guess what? ProShark can help you with all of that. So the next time you're thinking about your tech stack, make sure to keep ProShark in mind. You can go to ProShark.com and tell them the war room sent you. Uh, with that said, let's let's really dive in and bring this home now. So we've addressed the giving people advice. We've heard your journey and how you came from, you know, a family that really had the gift of gab, if you will, and how that translated over into you eventually finding your way to Dotcom Magazine. So the question is, the million dollar question, the grand finale question is, if you could have invited anybody to this conversation today, dead or alive, any point in place in time, who would you have loved to have had here today and why them? That's a great question. You know, there's so many people throughout history that I would love to spend some time with. I've been very honored and blessed to have met so many talented people throughout my career but the answer is not going to be someone that typically someone would think of as a business mind. It's more of a historical figure that I think would just be fascinating to have on our show today. And his name was Moses. And we hear about Moses, you know, no matter what, you know, you think about religion or no, no matter what you think about the world or history, we all have heard about this figure named Moses. And man, I have a lot of questions for Moses. And, and uh, you know, someone that's lived so long and somebody that did so much, that's a wise person. And the more we can surround ourselves, Philip and Jason, with wise people, people that just know so much more about things than what we do. And everybody has 
people that can be their mentors and people that they can learn from and family members that can give them insight. I think it would just be fun to have somebody with that type of wisdom on the show to maybe keep, you know, Philip, you, I, and Jason straight and, you know, make sure they give us a little more wisdom than what we currently have. Absolutely. I, it's another theme of the day, right? Evolution and, and being, being willing to be humble in front of that process and what that requires at times is opening yourself up to new education, new experiences, new perspectives. So, uh, man, that is just, that is a sign of an entrepreneur, someone willing to let go of what they are for what they can become. And I think there's a lot to be said about that. It, I, I can see why you do the conversations in the way that you do them. Uh, just hearing, I can almost imagine what the show is like, and I'll have to make an effort to go check out what you're doing. Uh, but it really has been a pleasure getting to know you. It is tradition around here that Jason closes us out, though. So I'm going to turn it over to him. Yeah, Andy. Man, I mean, I got to know you really good on Dachau Magazine, the interview we did, and uh, you're a phenomenal human being, my friend, and just keep doing what you're doing because the work that you are doing is nothing short of amazing, and I do believe that uh, you do follow the nothing is impossible, for sure. Um, it just oozes out of your skin. Oh, my God. So... Um, just keep doing what you're doing and however we can support you. Now, you know, I'm always a phone call away for sure, but thanks for being here, brother. Yeah. Thank you so much. And it's been great. And Jason and Phil, thank you both because I'm pulling something from my interview on the show at, as part of the round table from each of you. So I'm walking away becoming much better in my own business life and personal life. Philip, of course, you know, hearing you talk about, you know, what it takes to get back into the game and be a social, socially active being. And of course, you know, Jason, what you're doing at Strategic Advisor Board and the way in which you always look at the world, you know, in a way that you say to yourself, man, if I believe it and I think it, I can do it. So thank you both for bringing something to my life as well. Hey, awesome. man. there it is. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.